Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston Super Show. Welcome to Preston Super Show, and today we're recapping Tsunami from last night. And wow, wow, uh, that first episode of Blade Runner, Black Lotus episode called Claire de Lune, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, looks like the writers went on vacation for that episode. I mean, that was a hot mess. Don't even try to defend that. We literally... I Okay, so I stayed up that long to see them hang out in the ballroom and sing this terrible song. That was the whole episode. It was based around the ballroom. And all this sad... Smallest violin for uh, Joseph. I mean, come on. what What was that? You cannot tell me they couldn't have come up with a better episode than that. A little bit of action would have been nice. A little bit of suspense would have been nice. No. Here we are in basically a daydream. I mean, that was a dumpster fire. Terrible episode. Absolutely terrible. I mean, this is a show I really like. But I have to be critical. It's... It's freaking uh, midnight in some places, 11 o'clock here. Normally, I'm getting ready to go to bed. But as long as I'm staying up at Saturday, so I'm staying up to watch this. And that was just a letdown. It's just a letdown. Don't even try to defend that. They, they, they rammed this episode through, and I'll never watch that episode again. Ever again. I mean, it was that bad. It was so awful. Don't even try to defend that. Then, Toonami really starts when we get Assassination Classroom. Itona, uh, Horrib, Horrib Time was the first episode, episode 25. And then, uh, they, they go in chronological order, so they went episode 26, Spinning Time. Good episodes, quick hitting, fast pace. Uh, you see kind of what the yellow man's purpose is a little bit. And you start to see, okay, I see what this creepy dude, you know, this creepy blob guy. I see what his purpose is a little bit. He's supposed to be someone that helps all of them get to where they're going. So then it's, that started to make a little bit of sense. But I still was left with a lot more questions than answers um, in this show. And it's weird because they didn't start to show like in the new year off on the first episode. They started it in like episode 20. You know what I mean? So we've been kind of in the middle of the show from the beginning uh of this year so that's another thing i I, like i just don't understand but we'll kind of focus in on this first episode i tone a horror time this was the better of the two episodes um i didn't have a problem with either episode they were better than last last uh week's 
um, episodes for Assassination Classroom. Um, that's definitely true. And and I and I really understand like where they're going with it. Like I get that you know that this is a show that is kind of methodical in its nature and it doesn't really pop out at you um and it's it's definitely got that more of a childish vibe to it than I would like you know per se kind of like a little bit more hard hitting so you know it is what it is but for what it's worth, the show's not a bad show. It's it's definitely watchable. But I feel like, you know, we're, we're basically starting off in that second season for this year. And uh, it starts off uh, pretty good because Shiro and Aitana are attacking Korin Sensei for the third time. Uh, basically, Itona's failure to kill his target results in his guardian to abandon him. Um, and that's the just of it. The 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 plot is, is not very deep. It's not a very deep plot. It's not something you have to, like, study to figure out. It's just one of those you watched. You said, okay, that was a good episode. I'm all, I'll, you know, show me what else you got. Remember, this came out uh, in 2016. So it's... It's not a super, super old show like a lot of animes that were back in, like, the 2010s and, and prior. Like, this one's still fairly new. So, you know, I'm very patient with it because I'm trying to get interested in it. Like, I want to be interested in it. I don't want to be mad at it. So don't get it confused. Now, uh, then we move on to Spinning Time. Okay, so Assassination Classroom episode Spinning Time. Fourth episode of Season 2. Uh, like I said first time this ever premiered was back in 2016 this one itona sets out uh and tests this rc vehicle to use against Corin sensei but is soon distracted uh for nefarious purposes um the students end up giving code names to call each other for that day so that's like the that's like the summary the bulk of the episode is a lot of talking there's a lot of walking around and you're kind of like, well, what, ha-, you know, that, that other, that other episode was a lot better that they played the 25th. So that's 26th episode feels like it's building up to something else. So they have that going for them, right? Like this is building up to something else. So overall assassination classroom, um, Aitana horror time. We're going to give that, uh, four stars for that because I'm going to put some respect on it. I'm going to go above and beyond. Because like I said, I want to like this show. Then you have Spinning Time. We're going to say that's two stars. Blade Runner Black Lotus, I skipped the rating. That's a one star episode. I hate to give it that, but that's what it was. It was a one star. But yeah, four stars for Itona Horror Time. And we'll give two stars for Spinning Time. Because it just wasn't that good. It was, it was, it was, it was a little bit of a bore. But uh, watchable. So it's two stars because it was watchable. It wasn't. Didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth like that Blade Runner Black Lotus episode did. And I love the show. But I didn't like that episode. I didn't like the plot. I didn't like the storylines. I didn't think it was. I thought it was a filler episode is what I thought. And, and I, I, I'm i not the only one in that uh, group. You know what I mean? That, that feels that way. 
So then we get Made in Abyss, the series uh, premiere. Episode one, The City of the Great Pit. Five stars. Five stars. No doubt about it. That was a great episode. I was interested. I was uh, focused on the screen a lot more than the other episodes. I was in tune with it. Um, I wanted to see how this first episode was being built. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I think a lot of people uh, will sleep on this show. Uh, Came out in 2017. Episodes still being made. So this is a show that's current. That's still going. And it's finally made its debut on Toonami. And I guarantee those ratings pop. That people people wanted to really see this episode. And, and see it play out. So I could say overall. We're going to give that five stars. Five stars. First episode. It impressed me. I was involved with it. I had another friend that was paying attention to it too. And we were all having uh, a good time. You know with this episode. And talking about it. Adventurous exploration um you name it this show was was nailing it um and again it's a current show like yes it it debuted um in 2017 but it's finally making its like place here on um toonami so that's what we want to see we want to see these shows and we want to see the shows being mixed up. Like, even though I didn't care for that Blade Runner episode in one of those Assassination Classroom episodes, I like that it's a it's a mashup. You get one of something, two of something, one of something, two of something, and two of something. That's a great format to keep people involved and not keep people bored. You know, if people are going to binge watch something, you know where to go for that. But Toonami supposed to be hitting you with different shows and... and uh, giving you that, you know, feel for different animes and mangas that you normally wouldn't watch. Okay, that's what the the purpose of Toonami is. And that was in its original form when it was first invented. The first night Toonami ever aired that I watched. The first episode of Toonami. That's what the original intent was. To give American audiences and other audiences this look into all these Japanese animes and mangas that you may have not have seen before, you may have not experienced that you had to go to Family Video or Blockbuster to get the DVD and you didn't want to take a chance on a lot of those because the cover wasn't appealing and you didn't want to mess with something when you were younger that the cover wasn't appealing. That was just, you know, we were so programmed to, to do things a different way. So basically, there's this big cave system Okay, it's known as the Abyss. This is the only unexplored place in the world. We don't know how far it goes. We don't know what's in there. We don't know what type of mystery is going to happen. So you're just watching and you're just a a bystander. You just want to see what's happening. Um, People that go down there, now they're going to be the cave raiders. That's what they get deemed as cave raiders. Um. In this town of Orth, at the edge of the abyss, right? Okay, so edge of the edge, edge, edge of the cave. Uh, orphan named Rico wants to be a great cave raider. Um. Then her mother was solving this great mystery and exploring the murky depths of this this pit 
she stumbles upon a little boy turns out to be a robot there's your plot um so this show like I said five stars I was interested I was involved now she's got the robot with her now um, the show could really begin like we can really start to see this now and I think you know you'll be very happy with this show playing out on Toonami just like Blade Runner I'm very happy with Blade Runner don't get me wrong I love that show but that episode sucked and you gotta call things bad when they're bad you gotta call things bad when they're bad because if not then how can we take you serious if you're gonna overlook the bad and only look to the good then you're not a realist you're not being real you gotta say that's bad that's wrong this is not good or this is good and here's why it's good and and see it was bad because it was boring in that Blade Runner episode but this Made in Abyss episode was great because it gave you a brand new feeling you felt some exuberance you were a little bit inspired by watching this show like me I was because it's fresh to me it's new to me I've never seen Made in Abyss before I've never gone out of my way to watch that so for them to play that for me I appreciate them and I thank Toonami for that um, and then we moved on to the the dark side Naruto Naruto Shippuden is what I call it the dark side Naruto I mean I'm just having fun with it but you had episode 369 my true dream and you had uh episode 370 Sasuke's answer those are these were two important episodes in the storyline of, of Naruto Shippuden I guess you can make a case that every episode is important but some some are, are are more important than others. And your hardcore Naruto fans, your hardcore anime fans, they know what I'm talking about. And look, they they know more than me. All I'm telling you is what I liked and didn't like about the shows, and giving you my ratings on them. That's the bottom line. Not to be a know-it-all. Not to be like, oh, I watch more anime than you, so I know all this. No, no, no. That's not the purpose of the recap. The recap is a recap. That's all it is. So for this first episode my true dream and in my true dream you get a little taste of the academy basically where the ninjas go and train they get their assignments there and they do their ninja like stuff um so you get a little taste of that you're really focused on the uchaya clans and the sinju clans forming their alliance madara and uh Hashirama's childhood dreams um, have have come to life and uh, this village is going to ally with the land of fire so there's a lot of politics in this episode and it, it's really good uh, I'll come right out and give this episode uh, four stars because it was pretty captivating there wasn't anything that made you want to give it five stars unless you're just a die hard Shippuden fan but just more of an outsider not really having uh a call in this fight you know what i mean like not really having anybody or any side that i'm on here the bottom line for me is just that this is all setting up for the 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 great war and the conflict is pretty uh it really resonates here when you see uh, Susanu take the armor off Kumara and uh, bind the tail beast from Madara's control. 
at the cost of his uh, Sage Artwood release. Uh, true, several thousand hands. So having that taken away, their powerful weapons taken away from them, Madara and Hashima briefly go down this path of charging at each other, yelling at each other's names. So this episode, like I said, four stars, a lot of politics, uh, building up to something bigger, but very, uh, very appropriate that they had to have this episode. You could tell that this episode was needed to continue the story on uh, with Naruto Shippuden. next episode uh, Sasuke's Answer and this was also a good episode it's episode 370 of Naruto Shippuden Sasuke's Answer um, and I want to get into this episode a little bit with you as well so we move on to the next episode and I'll come right out and say okay this was a 3 star episode I would watch it again I would be a little hesitant on recommending it but I would not stray away from recommending this episode to anybody so it's kind of on the fence so i'm gonna say three star because i enjoyed it what i've seen of this episode and what i really remember of this episode i can speak to um and it's just one of those that goes along with the last episode right a lot of politics um a lot of talking um a lot of a lot of disputes are are laid out here um, we'll start with uh, uh, Hashirama finishing his story. Sasuke, you know, is kind of stunned a little bit, finding some irony here with uh, Hitachi, his brother, who's from the Uchaya clan and had never heard Hiroshima's story directly from the source. And uh, he was the only one to inherit his will so strongly. So Toby Rama says. You know, there had been so much that's transcended through history in uh, different limitations that were put on our clan from their village. Uh, he talked about one person that stood out was Kagame, who we all know, Kagame. Um, and then he said he did not hate the Uchaya, uh, Uchaya clan, but his, his capacity kind of had to find a way to mingle these two clans together. Uh, for the village's well-being so that they could protect their village system um, and the village system was picked up uh, by other clans and uh, it became a very prominent thing in the show uh, as, as as it goes on you later see that um, then they're trying to at this point transport um, these people and they left the Naka Shrine, um, and they decide that fighting against uh, or alongside the reincarnated Shinobi and three monsters is not a viable option. So they're trying to slip away, and uh, they're met by a kick from Karen, 
she cannot contain herself. Uh, she runs up to Orochimaru, tells him that he stabbed her. He's saying that you should cooperate. Uh, you know, cooperate Sasaki for the time being. And, and so she, she, you know, kind of is reluctant to do that. She has no other choice. So they're, they're on their way to the battlefield. Um, and they can't really contain their excitement when they see their village again. And before kind of anything happens, they're paying respects to the Hokadrak and uh, checking out then what their old friends were up to. And basically, Tobirama makes a declaration. He's going to stop Madara for good. Uh, Hiruzen, he's saying that, you know, war hasn't happened for us in so long, but he will give it his all. Uh, and Minotaur will. Uh, they're all delighted that uh, he will finally, you know, that uh, he has met a son again. Uh, and then they kind of have a surprise for you that they're building for the next episode. Um, and there's, like I said, this episode is not as exciting as the episode before. This is again just building up to something bigger. And there's a there's a trend in animes where that tends to happen a lot. Um, but this is a three star episode. It's needed because it care it's carrying on the story from the past episode and really carrying this show. Um, and propelling it to new heights so that that was a very important episode uh in the Shippuden series so yeah three stars it was good it wasn't anything that you need to go out of your way for you'll you'll watch it if you watch Shippuden all the way through so you'll end up seeing it um and then we move on to Cowboy Bebop we got Cowboy Bebop and they've been playing these in order so that's that's good uh so we got Jamie with Edward and then uh, Ganymede Elegy and in these two episodes let's start obviously with Jamie with that bird this is a good episode uh, I don't have anything particularly against this episode I like for me Cowboy Bebop is on my Mount Rushmore of animes okay so I can put that into context for you like I, this is one of my favorite animes of all time so when I watch this show uh it just brings back so many nostalgic feelings and i remember so much of this show from just seeing it uh time and time again in this episode i will say four stars because all of uh the cast is involved so all your main players are involved in this episode which is really good that they did that um and it kind of starts out, you know, obviously they're in space. Edward hacks into this system. Lasers are being fired on these satellites uh, on the planet's surface. Someone puts a $8 million uh, Wulong bounty on uh, whoever's responsible for the hack. The Earth government, the Earth police are now, you know, on top of this, investigating it, questioning people. Um the bebop lands and uh they begin to make their plans Faye's gonna inspect the antenna which the hackers could have used 
and Judd's going to find the information about the hackers themselves. So they're looking to collect on that bounty is what they're doing. They're bounty hunters. Here's a bounty. It's huge. They're looking to go and collect on that. Um, so it's really built. It's very tech. It's a technical episode. Um, you get to see some drones, us stuff in there. That's very insightful. Uh, looking at now today, you could buy a drone off the internet and have it. And when the show came out, we didn't have a clue that drones would ever be used in this capacity. We just dreamed of it. So this episode is really foreshadowing, uh, a lot of futurism that's happened. Four stars. Well done. And I'll leave it at that. Then we go to episode 10. Like I said, Janny Mead elegy. Good episode. Um, the 10th episode, 10th installment of this show. Um, and and Cowboy Bebop starts, you start to see as the show went on, the show got better. That's when you know it's a good hand. As the show goes on, it gets better. And like a quick note is this was like, this show had come out in the nineties and there still has yet to be an anime like this where you were actually interested in bounty hunters and interested in space and interested in intergalactic travel in an anime right so this was a this is just a one-of-a-kind show and i have no problem that tsunami's playing it again for me personally i've seen i can't tell you how many times i've seen this show so when uh we're talking about this next episode um the crew has caught uh, a bounty head here has tied up on the ship's room uh, Ed's tormenting him while the Bebop flies uh, towards uh, Jenny Mead to cash in, right? So they're looking, they got a bounty, they're looking to cash in now. In the last episode, they weren't able to collect on the bounty, spoiler, but yeah, they weren't able to collect on the bounty in the last episode. Eight million they missed out on. So they need money. You know what I mean? They got to keep fueling the ship. So, like, they're on top of this, right? So you're getting that feeling of a little bit of, uh, helplessness a little bit of rage a little bit of all these different emotional uh feelings that they're they're portraying to you through these characters and the writers did a good job with this the animation is is done uh, exceptionally well there's some um there's some disputes happening among jet and spike uh you know they're having a little bit of difficulties here on how to cash in on this without someone trying to take them out and collect the bounty from them Uh, so you kind of get a good feeling of the run this show had like the a good feeling of here is this exciting slash emotional slash intense action filled don't know the next scene don't know what's coming show and anime that just hasn't like i said this hasn't been duplicated since it really hasn't and that's why i put it on my mount rushmore of animes and um that's not easy to do because there's only so many spots on mount rushmore now they kind of at the end of this show have come to the conclusion like they're ready to put the past behind so they're happy to do that they're happy to move on um, they're trying to tell them too, like they're trying to tell you, like uh, this is like what 
it's like to be a bounty hunter. These are the the this is the paranoia that goes along with it. Here is um, the camaraderie that goes along with it. Here's the divisiveness that goes along with it. So you're getting all of that intermingled into the story, and they did a good job with that. So again, I give this episode four stars, just like the last episode, four stars, much needed to tell the story of the bebop, um, and they did a great job of keeping the characters involved. Um, so you have Faye, you have Edward, you have Spike, you have, um, Jet. So you have the main characters involved and they're making their mark on this show. In this episode, they do a great job of that. Um, there's a huge space chase that's happening here. Um, so you're seeing how that plays out and ultimately this show is a very good ending to it like it has a very nice ending to it and that's not something that was easy to do in this show like this was not easy to do because of just how much how intense this show is so yeah it wasn't easy to do and I give them a lot of credit and uh, that wraps up uh, our episodes and, and then what I'll do is uh, like what I like to do at the end of the show is talk about the ratings um, and, and talk about where was Toonami at last week uh, as we continue on through the new year and so far, I haven't been too surprised uh, with the ratings. I, I think that uh, in, in many cases that they've been uh, pretty good, even though Toonami's lost a lot of uh, viewership, but that's really uh, TV in general. And that's just because there's just so many different outlets to go to. So... You had uh, go back to last week, January 8th, um, started with Blade Runner Black Lotus. That got 264,000 views. Very good. And then it it tailed off through the rest of the night. Uh, went to Assassination Classroom. You lost about 60-something thousand people there. It was about 199,000 people watched that both episodes then the next episode 173,000 then you got Naruto Shippuden where the hardcore anime fans are staying up at that time 153,000 the next episode of Shippuden 157,000 and then another 150,000 hung around then you got the Cowboy Bebop 158,000 people on that episode and then the next episode 128,000 compare that with last year um, same time Dragon Ball Super was the first show they played. And you think of how old Dragon Ball Super is now. And that was 232,000 people. Um, then they had Attack on Titan, 227,000. Sword Art Online, 210,000. Fire Force, 175,000. Who remembers Fire Force? Assassination Classroom, 185,000. So they played this before. Uh, the SSSS Gridman, four S's, 154,000, excuse me. Naruto Shippuden, 218,000. It had a big jump. People love Shippuden. 
Um, and then Demon Slayer had 164,000. That was last year. I gave you this year with last week's Blade Runner, Assassination Classroom, Naruto, and Cowboy Bebop. So now we'll be seeing what the ratings were for this week. Uh, and I'll be discussing that on next week's show. I really thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe, share with your friends, and join me uh, later on this week when I release the next episode of the podcast. And always join me on Sunday where you can hear the Toonami recap right here on Preston Super Show. And some episodes I go a little bit deeper than others, but one thing that I am making sure to be is consistent with it. So you will get that consistency from me. You have my word. And ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone. Thank you.